You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowance and I'm joined as ever by James Rushton. James, how are you, mate? All good, thank you. Yeah, no, nothing happening in the world of Aston Villa, which is nice. Yeah, I wish. Well, <laughs> it's bad news on the podcast. So we've got Matt Kendrick back, the bearer of bad news, the doom and gloom of the podcast. Matt, it's been, I think you did Tommy Johnson a few weeks ago and before that it was the end of season review. Not seen you for a while, how are you? I'm all right. I'm glad to be back. Um, what what's it for? We we starting Phil Foden? Is it? I've, 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 I haven't got the memo. What's happening? No, it's uh, currently Friday the thirtieth of July. The new away kits come out. That's all we're here to talk about. That's the only thing to of any note today that we'll go into. Um, no, all jokes aside, we're here to talk about Man City and, and Jack Grealish. Obviously, various reports come out of a bid today. Um, and this podcast is probably going to be a bit of a mess. Let's get out of the way first and foremost. We haven't done it live, as some of you will obviously notice, because this might need a bit of editing and a bit of fine-tuning, because there's so many different varying reports going around at the moment. I'll just come back from Villa Park. I've just got the away shirt for those that aren't watching. I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see, first of all, 100 million bid. Then I see no release clause. Then I see there is a release clause. Then there's 90 million plus a player, and it's some Man City Youth Academy prospect I've never heard of. So there's been a bid of some kind. We don't know the actual details and what it is. John Percy says it's 100 million. So first of all, Matt, we'll start with you, your initial reaction to that, because whatever the details are, we all knew a Man City bid was coming at some point. Yeah, if John Percy says it, then... Um, That's about as good as it gets at the moment. It's gospel, yeah. He's the journalist I always wanted to be. was never quite good enough to be. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's gathering momentum now, isn't it? You know, it's been... I know we were guilty of it because it's our industry, but there's been a lot of newspaper reports and speculation for for years now, hasn't there? Surrounding yeah. Jack Grealish, we get to get to the summer months, don't we? And when the new kit's out, you know, people are like, "Well, okay, it's a it's a nice kit or it's a crap kit, but can we see Jack Grealish wearing it? Uh, preferably handcuffed um, <laughs> to a desk of body more heat, uh, <laughs> with with a lifetime contract in his hand." Uh, so we, it, it's, we, we're no strangers to this. I think what's happening now is that Villa are, are reaching D-Day now mm. because they're really... 100 million quid would test your resolve, wouldn't it? Even if you're a, a billionaire like Nasef Sawiris or or Wes Edens. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've just I've, I've tweeted something, some crap Oasis reference. Um <laughs> I can't remember what was what was it? It was something. Can we say read it out, Matt? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah read it. Out. What it, was yeah. it? It's something. Oh, like, I hope this isn't the day God. they throw it all away or something. Yeah, like that. I hope today is not going to be the day they're going to throw it all away. Which, of course. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's a famous uh, lyric from those of those big Villa fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it is that, isn't it? We we do think not throw it all away because there's been so much progress being made uh, under the current current regime. But this is it's a statement of intent, isn't it? Of course, Aston Villa are bigger, bigger mm. than Jack Grealish. Of course, uh, Aston Villa are bigger than Jack Grealish's, Grealish's calves. Um, but in terms of where Villa are at, what do we want to be? What do we want to be? Do we want to be a club that really can challenge um, in the top top six, top four within the next couple of years? Uh how stubborn can we be? How how firmly can we dig our, our heels in? Um, we've seen this happen so many times, haven't we, that we clamour for our players to be recognised and to get into the England squad. Uh, and then when they do, we're very proud that it's happened. But it also sets the alarm bells ringing because we know that there's going to be um, a nice a nice kind of um, shiny Mercedes waiting outside Bodymore with blacked out windows ready to whisk those England internationals up the M6. We've seen it, haven't we? We've seen it with Stuart Downing, with Gareth Barry, with Ashley Young, with James Milner. You know, it's a much, it's, a, it's an often trod path. Um, our star players disappear into the, the, you know, the so-called Northwest powerhouses. Um, can this be the one where we, we bump the trend? Can well, we the difference say? with those is that we all thought it might be different with Jack Grealish because he's got the affinity to Villa that the others don't have. This whole conversation, though, is has to be prefaced with what if there's a release clause or not? Because if there is, it's not whether Villa aren't ambitious enough or whether the owners aren't ambitious enough. If Man City have stumped up the cash that was inserted into a contract last year, they can't really do anything about it, can they? No, well, they no. can't. Jack Grealish can. Um, 
Well, what do you think? Jack, I mean, we don't know. Jack's his own man. He's on holiday at the moment in Croatia, I think. What is he going to be thinking? Side, mate, I think. I think he's gone all in side of her. Is he going to be thinking, well, here we go, time to go and play for Pep. I'll probably win a trophy next year. I'll establish myself, get into the, into the European, get into the England side again, more established, be a superstar, be on FIFA covers, be on Pepsi adverts. Do you know what I mean? Like everything that a pro, big, massive footballer has. Or is he thinking, oh, part of me feels like, now it's like official that there's a proper realistic bid gone in. That now I'm starting to think, oh, what if this like got unsettles you a bit and think, oh, am I making the right decision here? Shall I stay where I am? What's going through Jack Grealish's head this afternoon? Do we think there's a part of me that wants to say like, uh, you know, sometimes bids go in and no one notices, but that's not the case. Is it? You always hear, oh, it's a bid made, even if it's like Wesley and stuff and stuff comes out like nowhere. There's always a bid made, so it being kind of real. Not like it wasn't before, but you've been real and hearing about the bid. It's, you know, you always, I think I said on the podcast, like it's win win or all this and all, all the bright stuff, but a bit nervous actually. I know, no, like Matt rightly said, no player's bigger than the club, but with Jack Greer, she comes pretty damn close, doesn't he, actually? Yeah. Now you've got an actual genuine superstar, bona fide superstar playing for the team, someone of the highest caliber, not just in terms of their skills on the pitch, but they're also their appeal off it, which is, I don't know if we've ever had that before. And, Feels like it all been on his shoulders now, and it's just been you could just sign the contract on a whim and it's done, and you're off to Man City, and that's that. And we're all left here picking up the pieces, so it's a scary time for some Villa fans. Some some might just not care, but I think the majority, like if you're like me, will be pretty nervous. Uh, still optimistic, but still pretty nervous about the reality of it all. Done. There's always that little slither inside me that thinks, well, until it's officially done and he's holding up a shirt of Man City or sat at a contract table with Villa, I'm not going to get too carried away yet. But I don't know, just there's a part of me that just thinks that that appeal of, of Pep and winning trophies is, if I take away my Villa bias at the, for the moment, I've got three shirts in shot at the moment and posters with Jack Grealish on, on the background of this shot and he's the star boy, there's no taking away from that. I'm not all, all of a sudden going to come on in and go, well, you know what, he's not that good anyway. He's not worth 100000000 million, I'm not bothered. He is, he's truly brilliant, we all know that. I don't know, I just think if, I, if I'm if i not biased that that pull of Man City is too much for Villa, for Grealish to not consider it, I think, because Villa can't offer him what Man City can and maybe won't ever be able to in his career. Sorry. I think these, these four scenarios here for me, and if I, I'm an old man, so I might not remember all four of them. I'll probably lose my way halfway through. But four scenarios are you can be Matt Letizia and stay at the club that you love and earn a good living and become an absolute folk hero, but have a rather empty mantelpiece when it comes to trophies. You can be... The, the sweet spot is you can be Steven Gerrard and you can be at a club you love. And although, he, you know, he didn't win... The, the Premier League title, he, he did all right, didn't he? In terms mm. of in terms of medals and competitions, uh, you can be Dwight York, who left to go to uh, Dwight York, Gareth Barry, I suppose, who were, were, were big heroes, um, not with any kind of childhood-born allegiance to the club, but who developed allegiance to a club, but left and were vindicated by going and winning things. I mean, Dwight York won the treble in his first season. Uh, or you could be the fourth option, which I suppose is a, I don't know, a, a Fabian Delph who goes but becomes a bench player at best, uh, probably gets a little bit richer off the back of it, probably has some reflected glory around the edges of things that are won. Um, and it's what does Jack Grealish want to be? Um I'm sure he'd like to be the Steven Gerrard that, that wins things at his own football club, so yeah. that it, it, it seems seems even sweeter. But you've got to weigh up what what's the realistic prospect of that. You know, I think if we're being realistic, he's probably going to be of those of, the, of those four scenarios. He's probably going to be the Matt Letizier who stays and competes at a good level. You know, maybe Villa Fluka. Perhaps I'm being, but perhaps I'm being a bit a bit too cynical and, and a bit too negative, but. I don't feel, think Villa are going to win league titles or Champions Leagues um, in the next five years, which is the prime of, of Jack Grealish's career. That is probably me just being a Claret and Blue cynic. No, I agree with that. Um, so the next thing is, can he 
can he be a Dwight York and, and, and can he go and win can he go and win trophies quickly um and have that have that legacy and absolutely maximize his talent at the very very high echelons of the game um I don't know I don't know it's it's, it's like you said it's all, all become uh, now John Percy has spoken it's all become uh, which is worth more than a press a press release from official press release from a club it's all become very very real um and if it is Jack Grealish's decision, what a decision that is. It's a lot of pressure on him, to be fair, because he he can't, I was going to say he can't win. I suppose he, can he win? Can't lose. Can, can, <laughs> no, well, he can. Well, yeah, because I think, I think there was a, an element of Villa fans that will really seriously dislike him if he leaves this summer. I think at, at any point, I suppose, oh God, it's such a difficult situation, isn't it? Because... For the last three or four years, we've always said, well, maybe we'll get one more year out of him. In fact, we've got, you know, if you'd have said back in 2016, 17, that he'd still be here four or five years later and would go for a breaking uh, you know, transfer record fee for a British player, he'd be quite surprised at that and think, well, another year in the Championship, he'll go for pennies to Tottenham for 10 million or something. That was a realistic thing at one point. So the fact that we've even got this far is probably way more than we should have got out of him. But this feels like the most frustrating time for him to go because Villa you know him finishing 11th in the Premier League with Villa is his, be- his best ever finish with the club in his time here the most recent season just gone we've it's never done expectations as that. well so we're, we're building towards something bigger than that but it's hard to build towards something bigger than that without a player of his quality and it's hard for Villa to break into winning trophies like the Premier League in the next five years when the big boys at the top pluck people like Jack Grealish away from potential uh, suitors for a Premier League title so it probably isn't going to happen in the next five or ten years of Jack Grealish's footballing career so if that's the option of never winning anything at Villa or going to Man City and competing on all four fronts next summer and probably winning a trophy within the next nine months then part of me feels like I hold your hands up and say well yeah fair enough go then but you're at like the, the beginning of something with Villa here and if you stay you could be the difference of making it happen with Villa so why jump ship now that's the thing that disappoints me. It's weird though, Dan, because we are, and it's, listen, we're a Villa podcast and we're, we're, we're Villa fans, so it's impossible to attack, to, to detach sentiment and that love for the badge and that love for the club. We can't do it. So, you know, if people are expecting a completely rational conversation, well, they shouldn't by now. <laughs> um, but what we're asking, we're asking two, two quite different things of our owners and of our captain. We're asking our owners to be more ambitious than any Villa owners have ever been before by absolutely breaking the bank and to not only keep this guy, but to continue to build the team around him to keep keep pace with his with his ambitions. So we're asking them to go flat out everything. To Jack Grealish, we're saying, take a level off that. We want you to be ambitious, but not quite that ambitious. We want you to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We don't want you to be Champions League next season. You know, you know, this coming season, we want you to be Champions League in two seasons or whatever. And it's, it's, it's you're asking Jack Grealish to build Villa to be a good Premier League competing side for after his career is over. You want this to be the foundations of Villa being brilliant for the next decade, and Jack Grealish won't be a part of it. Then, if he wants to like help us manoeuvre our way into that area, he could still do that. But it's not going to be instant success with Villa, is it? Unless they go from seventeenth, eleventh to top four, which. It's a possibility in football because anything can happen. I'm not going to sit here and write off the next season when there's 38 games to be played. But I don't know. Just what, what do you think, James? Go on, just give me something because I don't know. I'm just going around in circles in my head. Like I said, I've just had a 40 minute train journey. I'm just going round and round in circles. I, I don't know what I think at this point. I think it's such. I think we all project onto Jack Grealish and say, "Oh, we'll just stay." And I think if I was in the position, I'd. Right now, my mindset would be you stay, but I'm never going to be in that. You know, <laughs> no one's speaking well, about the situation. We're going to be in that. We were doing this as a Facebook Live the other day, and someone said, Right, you can go and be your job here, what you do now. You can go and do it for Man City for double the money. Would you do it or not? And I was like, No. Nah. And then I was like, Oh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I would. But and I was like, well, It is a different level to do this for another club than it is to play for the club. But yeah, it's I'd like-, like to think if I was a Villa fan playing for Villa, I would stay at Villa. But then Man City come and say, well, here's 300 grand. And you think, mm, all right then. Yeah, it's like the sky is the limit for him at, at City. But, you know, what 
what's that at Villa? Because you know, you are you gonna get the statue built at Villa? You're gonna have a stand named after you. And that is, you know, not I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but that is the potential that Jack Grealish has. So like a lot of you know, new generation fans are saying he's the greatest ever at the club. Uh, a lot of older fans are saying he's the best he's ever seen, and you know, you, you can't really compare because he was it was a different era, but that's the standing he has at Villa, and that's how much people care. And you know, the the fact that the Tottenham thing came in and it was you know, one foot and one one half a calf, massive calf out the door, and he's turned around. That speaks volumes. And the fact that we went up, and he was he stayed in the season we went up, and he stayed the season, you know, last summer, you know, um, and it's just if he stays, we're gonna have to go through this anxiety, this thing, this exact situation. We're gonna have to have this exact podcast next season and the season we'll have to after have it in January, probably. Yeah, it's, it's gonna keep happening, and you know. You, if the world of football heals, it won't just be your Man, your Man City. It'll be Juventus kind of selling their future to bring him in. Barcelona selling their <laughs> organizing their finances to bring him. In. But yeah, everyone, it won't just be Man City. But the, the truth is, there's only one destination for him. If it's not Villa, and that is Man City, and now they put the bid in, it's very real. So it's also become like a, a newly scary thing. But the choice is his, and you know, it's not his agents. It's as much as we like to be. It's probably not his family's either. It's his, and it's on him, and he's got a way up what that move to Man City means, what it means for his legacy. You know, he's going to have to surefire achieve stuff at Man City to, to I don't know, repair his legacy. Is it, is it damaged if he leaves? But in the eyes of Villa fans, I, I think they'll be a lot grateful for what he's, what he's, you know, achieved at Villa Park and what he's bring to Villa. But, you know, the club exists after and, you know, the way Fabian Dalph left hurt and you saw the reaction I was there when he, when he came back with Man City and he were, you know, I saw a woman holding up the, a big, like, snake, a big uh, cuddly snake thing and just shaking it around. So people hated him. With Grealish, would it be different? Some fans genuinely don't think so and, you know, we're not going to change any minds here. Everyone's entitled to, to what they think but some fans, as you said, will see that legacy absolutely destroyed. Everything he has achieved at the club and he has achieved a fair amount, it'd be gone and that might be something on his mind as well so we, we, we genuinely don't know. I think what keeps me comfortable is, you know, the way people people speak about Jack Grease, the way people kind of, you know, we've been reporting on it, say, you know, I think he stays and I'm confident he stays, but in you know, my words mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. I'm just thinking, uh, I think he's, I think he signs a deal. Villa, Villa put the, uh, the big enough deal on the table and that, that from the sounds of it, they have. Matt, anything to add? I'm just trying to think about what Janice just said there. I don't think you get the same reaction to Delph. I think that'd be mental for, for that to happen. It just doesn't, it's not, it's totally different for me that, um, We've talked, spoken a little bit about like how you would perceive Jack Grealish if he does leave and or, or when he does leave. And I suppose we'll probably finish this podcast with that rather than go through it now. Some fans, if we take our bias away again, we'll say, well, what legacy has he got at the moment? He's finished mid-table with Villa. He's never played in Europe and he's played 100 minutes in the, in the Euros. And then he gets a big move to Man City to go on and win titles and then create a legacy that he'll look back on. People that aren't Villa fans won't think he's done anything with Villa. So, let's, so it's not That's like a tangible object. legacy, is it? It's not like... Yeah, yeah we understand medals. what it is. It's, As Villa fans, the... we know how important he is, but other people just go, well, he's done a right at Villa and then got a big yeah. move. Now he goes to win trophies. Now he's this worldwide superstar. Now he's the England hero. At the minute, people would just look at him and go, yeah, he's a very good player, but he's never going to achieve his, his potential with Villa. So, yeah, of course he moves on. That's the I objective think... view. Us as Boris will go, yeah, stay for Villa, be the legend, get the stand named after you. But does Jack care about that? Or is it just about trophies? It's, the, it's like an emotive legacy, isn't it? It's not like tangible you know, locked in gold medal legacy. So you move, the emotions are there to be damaged and that legacy is there to be tied. I'm sure it's probably happened, you know, not to this extent, but it's probably happened in, in, in Villa's past, you know. Again, in, in our experience, Dan, it's you're actually young moving and, and then coming back, uh, thankfully, but Stuart Downing, James Milner, Gareth Harry, seen it over and over, you know, arguably damaged the club. But I, I don't know about you, Matt. I think, of course, he's going to have a legacy. You know, he, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but he's, those battered football boots that that won ten games that got us back in the Premier League against all odds of his legacy. The fact that he carried a team that probably wasn't Premier League ready to stay in the stay in the division is his legacy. The the great goals, the great moments, the great assists, um, the great runs that he's done. You know, I think with Jack Grealish, he might. He, he might he, he he will tank what's gone what's gone before if he leaves the club because that's just you know it's it's almost like a, you know a, a 
a, a spurned lover, isn't it? You know, you're going to have your heart break broken if he goes. But I think Jack Grealish, if he goes, will go on and win things. I think he 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 will go on and and, and really shine at the, the the very very top top level of the game. And I actually think, and this is not me not me advocating him going far from it. You know, I, mm. I don't want him to go. I want to see him play for Aston Villa for as long as possible. But I think over time, if he does go, I think he can do. I think he'll. I think he, he loves the club so much that he'll be like Ian Taylor, who comes back and 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 watches the club and and, and supports the club. Uh, so I don't think that love. He'll be professional, and you know, he'll, yeah. he'll he'll make sure he respects the fan base of, of whatever club he's playing for. But I think over time, Jack Jack Grealish will would want to come back to Aston Villa anyway. I mean, I'm speaking as if he's gone, and I don't think he, I don't think he's that. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. We're all speaking like he's gone, actually. Yeah. You know, you're it's a bit like when we did the podcast last season during the end of the season and you and me did a mat after the games going, oh, Villa relegated, get ready for the championship. And then a couple of weeks later, we're going, oh, yeah, yeah, I've stayed in the Premier League, happy days. Like next week, we could be going, reacting to him signing a new deal. And if he does, that's fantastic news for Villa. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of trying, first of all, we're just covering the news. There's been a massive bid. We've got to talk about it. But in my own head, I'm now just trying to get used to the idea that this is probably going to happen now. Because if, but it all depends on a release clause. Because if it isn't a release clause, we're two weeks away from the start of the season. Our owners don't need the money. We talk about ambitious owners. I would question their ambition if they accept a bid that isn't a release clause. Because they don't need to. Why would you? Yeah. If there's a release clause where he has to go at 100 and Jack wants to go, you can't question the owner's ambition for that because it's, it's out of their hands at that point. If it's, I accept a bid that isn't written in a contract that says he must leave, you, we must consider and accept bids of a, of a, you know, X amount of pounds. There's only one other situation that can force that, and that's if Jack Grealish behaves like a fool. Uh, yeah, or transfer request. Force proposing a transfer request goes into a sulk. I don't see that happening. And yeah, people talk about him down in tools and stuff. I don't see that happening either. That would taint a legacy, to be honest. Um, if he was, you know, if if he suddenly threw a strop, uh, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that side of his character. No, I don't. And I actually think, although, let's say that, that Villa turned down 125 million for him, and Jack had had his head turned on international duty. You know, he's he's with John Stones and Carl Walker and Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and he's thought, actually, I quite fancy a piece of that. I think Villa turning down a bit of 125 million quid to him, even if he wanted, he, he, he was quite tempted to go. He think, blimey, this club actually quite rate me, don't they? You know, they're, 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 they've made me the best play, paid player in the club's history. They've turned down a British record transfer fee for me. Uh, you know, I am sulking a little bit, but I'm going to get over that. And I'm going to repay this by doing what I've always done and giving my absolute best by working hard, by training hard, by any kind of rough edges that need smoothing off from my game, by making sure that I'm maximising and optimising every every bit of my potential. Because uh, Jack Grealish, if he's made to stay at Villa against his will, and I can't believe I've even said that because he wouldn't be ever be made to stay against his will. But if he was a little bit frustrated, he wants to he wants to be England's main man. Yeah, uh, the next World Club, Cup in eighteen months. So we're not going to see we're not going to see a drop in the standards and the performances of Jack Grealish, regardless of what happened. I think he's probably already one of his best ever seasons to prove a point. So I know we've all been speaking like he's, he's definitely gone, and that's that's still not probably not the case. But I think what gives me a lot of optimism is how Josh spoke when he was on AVFC Extra, and obviously being a Liverpool fan, he saw Luis Suarez leave and Felipe could. Coutinho leave. Coutinho went for probably a massively overinflated fee, but it was still a, a large, large fee. And how Liverpool reinvested that, you know, they didn't win a title, did they, with Coutinho or Suarez, even though they came close. They they won it with, with a different team that had built on that investment. And uh, it was a United team under the direction of Jurgen Klopp. So, look, you don't want to, you can't compare Aston Villa to Liverpool, really, can you? Because the, 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 the quality of squad is, is way, way different. But if that's the case, you know, you, they didn't win it with arguably, you know, two of their, their better players, two of the players that, that feature in the highlight reel. They, they, they won it with the uh, the reinvestments they made. Look, we've got Johan Langer, whose bread and butter is the exact thing, losing your best players. You know, you scout the players, you lose them, you reinvest and you build and move on. This is just such a, such a higher level and it all, 
it'll be a real test of the club's ambition um, because I, you know, you want to see them fight to for now to create Grealish, but if that drags on into the new season, so deadline day just for an extra 20 million and it campers the start of the season, do we, do we really want that? To, or would we rather cut the tie now, move on, reinvest, get going as quick as you can? Because as you said two weeks ago, one way or another, this has got to get resolved quickly unless you want to see him fight too for now. And that might not be end with a positive result you really, really want. And so it's something to weigh up and consider. Even, you know, we have no control over it, do we? Yeah, I imagine it'll be sorted next week either way. Yeah, the signing yeah. a new contract, he's out the door early next week, I think. I don't think it drags on. I don't think the owners and the Empires will allow that. If, and Fingers crossed. If they're accepting it because it's a release cause or they're accepting it because they quite fancy 100 million and then just get it done and get it over with, kind of rip just the plaster um, off and, and bear the pain. Just a couple of things on what James has just said there. It's interesting because you, you talk about Coutinho and you talk about um, Suarez. And I've heard people saying, oh, if Jack Grealish goes, it proves Villa are a selling club. I don't think there's a football club in the, in the world who's not no. a selling club, um, to be honest. And it's very interesting what you say about reinvesting as well because look at look at the way Leicester City have been able just to, to mention them, yeah. remodel themselves and upgrade Um you know, kind of year on year when they've had some really big, big, important players go. And I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm harking back a long time into the past as, as, as I tend to do. But when David Platt went um, in the early 90s and, and Villa had knocked on the door of winning the title under Graham Taylor with, with David Platt. But when they were when they sold him after he'd had his you know he'd shone for in the in Italia ninety and Villa then and got another season out of him, when they sold him, Big Ron was able to reinvest really really heavily to reshape. And I know it's different times, yeah. But to to reshape to reshape that that Villa team who, who then went on to challenge again. Um, so I don't want Villa. Whatever happens, I don't want. I don't want anybody's legacy tainted. I don't want Villa fans to lose enthusiasm about the project um, because if Jack, if Villa sell Jack Grealish, they've been kind of backed into a corner by the by the lads' ambitions uh, or by the by release clause. But does and that say that Grealish doesn't believe in it though? So why should we? Why should other future transfer targets believe in it if the boyhood Villa fan captain thinks, "Nah, I don't believe in it." But it's a big, it's a big stretch, though, isn't it? Because believe, believe in what Villa going from championship mid-table team to being able to win the Champions League in five years—that's Tony Jean nonsense. That doesn't really happen, you know. And if it does, <laughs> if it does, and if Christian <laughs> Perslow and the, and the two others can convince Jack Grealish, it does, ha- it does happen. What a, you know, what a sales pitch that is. And if they can go and deliver on it, brilliant. Um, but is that that's surely that's what they sold him twelve yeah, months ago when he signed think- his last deal. I think the thing for me is what's changed in the 12 months after you've said all that. And I know a lot of it is just you being in front of a camera and saying it really quickly. And this isn't like a slight on a Jack Grish or, you know, Aston Villa's own as well. But what changes in the 12 months? Because we had a goal of finishing probably like 15th or 13th. And we blew that out of the water, really, with our performances. And yeah, we did drop off. But where did we finish? 11th. And we were arguing that we should have been in, you know, fighting for European competition last season. We have delivered on that promise. So whatever has happened in the last 12 months, whether there's been a reality check or, or whatever in his mind, I just don't see. Jack Grealish now knows that he's, he's, he's high profile, he's box mm. office, you know, he know he's, he's had yeah, but his box fans. office at Villa now. So no, no, why... but, yeah, but he's had, he's had fans with different, different accents chanting his name. <laughs> he's got, he's got X factor. Nobody's making up stupid flirty. I just spat down the barrel of my camera. <laughs> making up stupid flirty songs about him. You know, he's, He's Hollywood now, isn't he? Um, the the rest of the world has, ta- has 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 sat up and taken notice of him. He he know he, he's more not more than it, but he's a big fish in a really really big pond with Aston Villa. But now he's a big fish in the global game as well. So that's what potentially might have happened. Uh, what else has happened is that somebody's prepared to put the money where the mouth is. They're not just yeah. going through agents and doing little little bits of, of, of fishing expeditions. They're actually prepared to write massive, massive checks for him. Uh, that That's the one difference. This has gone from being a, a fantasy to being a reality. Um, but yeah, I, I, hope, I hope the tone, I've not been on here since whatever, six weeks or whatever. I hope my tone hasn't come across that I'm resigned to him leaving because that, that's not the case. I still think this has got um, a few twists and turns. Um, but 
it's become I, I, I'm a bit more fearful than I've been before. In the pit of my stomach, I'm just thinking, <laughs> all right, Jack, come on, let's see what you've got. All right, Nasser and Wes, let's see what you've got. Um, I just want to see him play again. For well, as, uh, as Graham Sooner said, it's time it's uh, time to put your medals on the table, isn't it? And, get, and, and uh, suss it all out because I think for me, the, the worrying thing is, the thing we should be worrying about is what Villa do if he stays and what Villa do if he goes, it's, you know, this this other thing is completely out of, you know, I, I don't know what to what extent the club have control over it if there's a release clause. Um, but if there is a release clause, what we should be kind of concerned about ourselves about is what Villa do to move forward without Grealish because, you know, if we're going to argue about reselling, that impetus then is on the club to prove, you know, go see you, Jack, we're on to bigger things now and then, and then move forward in your own direction. If he stays, what can you do? And look, you don't need the money, but there's a cash flow moment where the money does help. What do you do if he stays? You lose kind of that, that, that golden goose. How do you reinvest and get there, get the same way anyway? How do you get the best out of Grealish and the players around him? So those are the two conundrums I'd, I'd rather concern myself around than, than whether he stays or goes, because that is something that is just, you know, there, up in the air. Well, I've said to have had, I said to have had two plans a window without him and a window with him. Um, much like when we got promoted or in the playoffs, it's like, oh, if we go up, this is the budget. If we stay down, this is the budget. So Villa will have known if there is a release clause in there, they'll have known about it since last September yeah. and will have planned to think, well, if he has a great season, someone could come in and pay that. How do you assess the the, the ambitions of the ownership? Because my, again, this is all, this whole podcast has been speculation really, but if there is a release clause in there, my initial reaction to that a couple of weeks ago on social media was, the owners would be stupid to have agreed to a, a release clause. And a few people, it got a fair few likes on it. So I thought, oh, it's people that agree with me, fine, cool. That's what social media is like. And I had a few people say, well, it's not really the owner's fault if they're kind of backed into a corner to include a release clause. And at first, it almost like threw me a little bit thinking, oh, I don't know, I still don't disagree. But as time has passed, it, I understand where they're coming from now. Because if, if Jack Grealish and his side of the deal, his agents and all that kind of stuff say, we will only sign this deal if there's a release clause in there. The owners don't really have a choice to do that. And 100 million for a player that's only ever finished mid-table in the Premier League or, or less at that point is a massive fee. As much as we all say, oh, he's worth 150, he's worth 200, he's priced to Villa. It's still a record fee for a British player if he does go until Harry Kane joins in there a couple of weeks later. So it's not like we've been undersold and he's going for 20 million to Tottenham and he's run down a contract or anything. Although I almost feel like I'd prefer that at this point if we get a few more years out of him. Um, but if he doesn't sign that last that, that last contract last season, he's probably already playing for Man United for 40 million and he's gone in January of last year if, he, if the club say no to a release clause. So my opinion's changed on it. I don't think it's to do with the, the ownership's ambition. If there isn't a release clause, and I've said it earlier in the podcast, and, and they accept the first bid of 100 or the first official bid or it's 90 plus a player or whatever it is, and and that's their choice, I would question the ambition there because especially at this time as well, uh, two weeks ago for the season starting, that's a poor move to accept it if they don't have to, if, that isn't that, if there isn't a release clause. Jack Grealish was, what, 15, 14 years old and Martin O'Leal walked out just before the season started. He would have known how much disruption this will cause, how much disruption his move now would cause if he leaves. So the ball's in his court. If there is a release clause, if there isn't a release clause, then Villa should just be saying, no, we'll, we'll come back to you next summer, see what happens then. Yeah, it should be just new phone, who's this? Just don't <laughs> ignore every call from Man Because if there isn't a release clause, he'll be worth more than 100 next summer, surely. He's got one less year on his contract, but I mean, who knows what what needs to happen? Though is that you know he needs to sign that new deal, and uh, we can live in the best case scenario. So what happens next then, Matt? If they put an official bid in today, do, do Villa come out as a club statement and say we reject the offer? Do we just hear nothing and then we go, oh yeah, Man City trigger a release clause, Jack's on his way? What's the next step here? On it's a Friday afternoon, Jack's supposedly back from holiday on Monday. What now? I think you do what I'm about to do this afternoon. You stick your out of office on, <laughs> close, close your curtains, <laughs> unplug your fax machine, uh, <laughs> and you just uh, you just pack away for the weekend. Um, this did, we led to believe that the dialogue has started, so Villa need to quickly assess what Jack Grealish's frame of mind is at, and 
at least that's a silly thing to say if somebody's bid a hundred million pound. A hundred million pound, blimey. Um, so sad how serious Manchester City are. Uh, and, uh, you know, if we were better journalists, we'd know whether there's a release clause or not. Although, funnily enough, clubs don't tend to uh, let you peer no. through the paperwork. Uh, GDPR, I'd, I'd have if it wasn't for GDPR, I'd, I'd have this story served up to you all as an exclusive. Um, but to me, to me, if somebody wants to pay 100 million for him and there's no release clause, then you say to him, you quite like this guy, don't you? How about you pay 150 million? Yeah, that's that's the step forward. If there's no release clause and the ambi- the owners are ambitious, they say we want 150. Like Harry Kane yeah, and Tottenham, they um, said we want 160. You you price them out of the move. Yeah. You're serious. When they come back to 150 with 150, you say <laughs> you go actually, actually sorry, I'm meant 200. <laughs> yeah. um, There's a typer, <laughs> and you just do you you just do it like that. So listen, this Manchester City's interest and now the firm bid won't of course a surprise to anybody at, at Aston Villa. Um, but just need to, they just need to, like I say, Jack Grealish's state of mind, um, and it's probably the most important thing in this in this situation because mm. I think we said this last last summer, didn't we? Dan, we did a big podcast saying is the reasons why you know Jack Grealish being at Aston Villa next season, you know, it might not be the unlikeliest thing in the world. Here's why it could happen. Um, and one of the things with that was, I've lost my train of thought, but I had something really interesting to say, what I was going to say, Dan, edit this. <laughs> we'll keep chatting, you might you might come come back with it in a minute. If he is to go, and this is probably more of a conversation to have when it does happen, and we might get Josh and uh, David back on to discuss this, we'd be a bit more objective about it as well. If it does happen in the in next, next week or the week after he's a Man City player, what does that say for Aston Villa going forward and their their current players? Does that mean that we're going to be fighting off interest for Buendia next next summer? Arsenal coming with fifty, Martinez, Cash, Watkins, all these players that we're starting to build up and build up this squad. Does this now put all eyes on Villa and go? Well, look, if we chuck enough money at them, we'll just pick their players away. That'd be the case anyway, wouldn't he? I don't, I don't yeah. know. How yeah, but if Jack stays in. though, if Jack stays and we and, and if it's up to us and there's no release scores and all that that rubbish, and we say, look. Forget your hundred million. We're keeping him. That then sets the precedent that Villa aren't about to be rolled over, and they're yeah, not being rolled they're... over with Villa because it's a hundred million. But just their players in general, you can't just come and take who you want. Whereas if Jack goes, it does look like that. But if somebody wants something enough, you know, if I want a big pork sandwich with gravy and uh, apple sauce and a uh, you know stuffing and a big a big piece of crackling, if I'm hungry enough. You know, uh, let's Where say is this let's going? Say, yeah, but let's say let's say I'm down Blackheath Old Street and I can probably buy it from a shop for two quid. But if I'm at a festival and somebody's charging <laughs> te- 20 quid for it, I'll go and buy it when I because I'm hungry enough. I don't think it matters what's gone before. If somebody wants something enough, they, they go and have it. So I don't I don't think I know what you mean. Does it is this suddenly a chinking villa's armor that I think, oh, you know, they say they've got these rich owners, they say they've got these ambitions. But we've seen from the Jack Grealish that we, that they'll, we can go and buy everybody. I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, 12 months' time, and if they say, somebody says, oh, we want to come and buy Buendia, Villa might have been relegated or stayed up on the last yeah, game of the season or be in the Champions League or whatever. So so, so things change. Um, in terms of what I was going to say about Grealish, it wasn't as profound as I thought. Uh, it's come back into my mind. What we were saying, What we were saying last summer was that if Villa's valuation is met, and we don't know what the valuation is because we don't know the, the facts about a release clause, if Villa's valuation is met, um, Jack Grealish probably got enough credit in the bank with the Villa owners um, and enough of a grown-up relationship with the owners and the managers manager that he doesn't need to throw the toys out the, the pram, that they can have an honest and open discussion where he can say, listen, come on now, you know, you, you're getting good money for me. Um, but again, that that all depends on if, if Villa's valuation is met. If Villa's valuation isn't met, either because there's something written in the contract or because the owners have got an, a number in their head, conversation over. You know, I was going to say roll your socks up, but with Jack, it's probably roll your socks down. Roll your socks down and let's crack on with next season. Anything to add, James, before I ask you one final question? 
Uh, no, I was sure I had something profound and uh, ranty and rambling to say, but I think Matt, Matt has summed it up perfectly. All right, then. We're going into hypotheticals here for if slash when he leaves. How do you view Jack Grealish after he's gone? Do you care if he wins trophies? Are you happy for him? Do you never want to see him again? Would you boom when he comes back? There's been a lot of talk on social media about when he signed his contract this year and he's my city, my club, my home and all that. And Yeah, that, that will remain. He's still a Villa fan. He'll still be a Villa boy, whether he's playing for Man, Man City or not. We've seen that with, with other players. Um, it's not all of a sudden not going to be a Villa fan and be a massive Villa nut. But how do you assess him if he leaves is my question to end on. And this is an if because who knows, maybe this time next week we're talking about a new deal. If he stays, he cements that living legend status, I guess. But if he goes, I think, again, some elements might have a reaction similar to Fabian Dalf. They might be really angry um, because they feel like they've put a lot of trust in him. Some others will be, you know, fairly happy that the saga's over regardless. I think where I lie is I don't, you know, I mind. I feel no. When when I saw the news of a break in the 100 million bid and it actually being a real thing, I was nervous. You know, I almost got a paper bag out. I started breathing into it. But, <laughs> you know, the reality is that I didn't get an Aston Villa season ticket because Jack Grealish was there. I got it because Tim Sherrod was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't start supporting Aston Villa because of Jack Grealish because he wasn't, you know, my yeah, dad he is didn't. brilliant though, isn't he? He, he is fantastic. The future, he stays. Listen to how people speak about Brian Little and Paul McGrath and, you know, even David Platt. Look how people spoke about Ashley Young and Stuart Downing and James Milner. Everyone that you consider, Olaf Malberg, Martin Lawson, I know some people ended their careers at Villa, others went elsewhere. But every great villain, about 90% of them, aren't their time at the club's going to be finite. It's it's going to be very limited. You know, what we've got out of Jack Rich is fine. And my view is the club exists. The reasons why you support the club, well, 90% of us anyway, the reasons 90% of us support the club because it's Aston Villa because we have a connection to it and that connection, you know, you, you don't choose, you were chosen, etc., etc. exists regardless of Jack Grealish. The owner's ambitions, yeah, you're right to question them, but also the chance is there for them to actually prove themselves if he does go. So we can get a lot of questions answered if he do, if he is to go. If he isn't fair play, we can carry on being, you know, Aston Villa aiming for the top. If he goes, maybe we continue as well. But look, you know, I'm fine with it because... I support Aston Villa regardless. And yeah, I'll be sad. Jack Grealish had amazing moments on the pitch. And I don't know where you play some Matt with the people you see him. But for me, Grealish, number one. So some of the stuff he's done on a football pitch, even against Bristol City in the Championship, you know what I mean? There's been the highlight of my match-going experience for the stuff happening on the pitch. So yeah, sour, it hurts. But I am there to follow the club and enjoy the, the experience I have regardless. Yeah, in terms of me, if Jack Grealish left tomorrow I'd, I'd I'd love Jack Grealish but if Jack Grealish stays and, and commits his future to Villa and commits his career to Villa and goes on to achieve what we what we hope he, he can achieve I'll adore him forevermore you know what I mean I'm sure that won't be a factor in Jack Grealish's mind um, <laughs> no it will be he'll be thinking I really need Matt to yeah, say he's going to love me much kudos he's, he he's watching me. this to make his decision so he's like that's uh, to Mike to with me <laughs> but I think I I want Jack Grealish to win something with Aston Villa. It can be a League Cup. Mm. It can be, and I'd love, love it to be an FA Cup. I'd love it to be a League Championship and a Champions League. Um, but I don't know. There's some great players who have played for Aston Villa who haven't won won anything. But to cement his place in that kind of pantheon of Aston Villa legends and greats, he needs to stay at Aston Villa and win something, for my mm. mind. Um, you know, if we talk about who the greatest players that, that, that we've seen, you know, it's probably a, a 50-50 shootout before Jack Grealish, uh, you know, arrived between Paul McGrath and Gordon Cowens. Now, Gordon Cowens obviously won the creme de la creme, the biggest prize you can win in, in club, club football. Paul McGrath had to settle for a couple of League Cups, but he, you know, he was a winner, with Aston Villa uh, and was able to to, to lift silverware. Um, and I think that would just be the one thing that keeps Jack Greedy short of that if he if he leaves now. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a strange bias anyway because I was... I've said this before, haven't I? When I tell this story, I always say it sound like I'm the bloke who uh, watched Oasis. Probably a bad example, Oasis. But, 
watch yeah, not listening to them ever again, by the way. That band. <laughs> let, let's just smash make... the vinyl, Noel Gallagher's high fine birds out the window, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, well, let, let's 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 move away from the Oasis analogy. <laughs> let's say I'm the bloke who, who watched the Beatles when they were in a working man's club in Toxteth. Um, so because we've been on board with Jack Greenish very early on, I've developed a real kind of affinity for the guy, for his family, anyway. So I'm not going to boo Jack Grealish when he comes back to Villa Park if, if he leaves because I have respect for him wanting to kind of maximise his career. Um, but again, we can't take sentiment out of it, can we? You know, it'd be, why can't it be Juventus or Real Madrid or somebody who's a little bit further poor. away? Yeah, because they're all broken got and have got massive, massive cash flow issues. So if you well, wanted yeah. to go to Juventus, we'll have to uh, settle for a loan and 20 million. That's it. We'll have we'll have a tempe mix and a packet of Space Riders for him as long as he doesn't play against us in the Premier League. Um, oh, imagine that. I've only just thought about that. that you have to play against <laughs> us at some point. Okay, that's only just started to worry in my head. That'll, that'll, that'll be, be kill. That'll be grim. That will him watching him play against us. He's not gone. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just getting there a little bit because then don't start like, the grieving process yet. Yeah, but but if then he stays, I'll be even more euphoric than usual. <laughs> I don't know. It's just all, it's a strange situation. Um, I don't, I know what you mean about the family and the affinity towards him and he's one of our own and all that, but Villa should be, and if this is release clause or not, will be, well, they will be, they'll be doing everything in their power to say, look, this is why we think you should stay. This is what we can offer you. And then it's in his court to say yes or no. If they seriously think they can build a side together to build, uh, to win trophies, then yeah, maybe he will stay in this time next week or the week after we'll be, Happy days. But if he does go and he has to play against us and he goes on to win stuff with Man City, I won't be bothered. I won't be happy for him. I won't think, oh, well, Man City have won the Champions League, but at least Jack Grealish is winning trophies. Because he's not a Villa player. I don't yeah. I don't care after that. You he's know, just no, another I, footballer. I won't, I won't be putting my head off at it, but neither will I resent it. No, I'm not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not going to boo him. I, I, don't, I don't boo anyone, really. But if he comes back and claps the whole end, I wouldn't think, oh, what a... What a snake for leaving. It, do, it yeah. does, and this is all still if, but it does feel like this season isn't the one to go because this is we the season that we hopefully build something. Season, the yeah, yeah I know that. But if we finish 17th next season, you say, well, Christ, we've got no chance of keeping hold of him. <laughs> but then I'm not going to write off this upcoming season anyway if he does go because Villa should be building the sides to manage without him because... Yeah, we're, we're not the same. We're not the same team without him, and we have become a one-man team. When it, when he doesn't play, we don't win. But with Buendia and you sign Ward Prowse and Bailey or whoever it is that comes in, and we say it quietly, but maybe Villa are better without Jack Grealish because oh, they've been out of. No, no, no. Don't no, try to reason no. with it. What I'm saying is, Villa finished eleventh with him because they haven't built a team yet because we haven't had a chance to. If he stays and we build a better team, yeah, of course, we'd be, be-, be a better team with Grealish in it. What I'm saying is, if he does go, I'm not just going to go, well, he's gone. Owners are un- unambitious. We're getting relegated next year. Because if Buendia scores 30 goals, <laughs> we're brilliant next year, we will be better than 11th. So I'm trying to like, get used to the idea that he might go, but also not be so negative to just go, well, that's Villa ruined. Then we're, we're going to be in our administration in the next three years because it's a down- downward spiral from here. Villa can build a team with that money. Villa would build a team with him in it. Of course they would, and they'd be better for that. I'm just trying to be realistic to say that if he does go, it's not the end of the world because Villa have got hopefully the right people in place to reinvest that money like Leicester did, like Liverpool did, more so rather than Tottenham did with the Gareth Bale money and spend it on losers that have gone on to do nothing. Yeah, he'll be he'll be back anyway. You know, even if even if he goes to Man City or whatever and, and wins a quick clean sweep of trophies, he'll be back at Villa in his late thirties, early forties. He'll you know that kind of Sunday league player who, who just sits in front of the back four and pulls the strings. You know, he'll have he'll have a knee brace on. He'll smell of deep heat, um, <laughs> but he'll just you know he'll be the absolute maestro. Um, yeah. So we'll 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 get to see him back anyway. Maybe but... maybe he could just go there next year, win everything in one year, get it all out of the way in Man City, and then twenty twenty three comes back to us. And he can say, well, I've won my trophies in Man City. Now I'm here with Villa, 27 years old, ready to go in my prime. <laughs> Maybe that's the solution for all this. Yeah. What, they, uh, they sign set... him and loan him back? Yeah, yeah. Well, now they sign him and then say there's a clause in the contract that if we want him back, we can just come and come and take him when he's won everything. Yeah, the season after he takes us to the, the 2030 Premier League title, he goes to <laughs> Warsaw and the sun sets on the Beskett Stadium with him lifting the League 2 title as a, what, 40-year-old? <laughs> oh, Perfect. Perfect. 
I think that's isn't it. We, we said before we did this, so let's have a, just have a twenty-minute chat about the, the breaking news that there's been a grealish beard, and we've ended up doing fifty minutes of what ifs and whens of like when a therapy. It is a bit like a therapy. Yeah, I did. I did say on Twitter, I just feel like we need to record something to get some thoughts down, and this has probably been an incoherent ramble. <laughs> I've only noted down one edit point there when Matt had an absolute brain fart, so I'm going to pretty much leave the rest of it as is. And yeah, I think I people. The so can you clear that up? Yeah, that'll definitely be out. Um, but yeah, I'll let people dissect this how they want. Maybe my thoughts and opinions will change in the coming weeks and, and months and years ahead. And I'll look back on this with embarrassment that I was so quick to write off Jack Grealish's future career. I'll spoil him in an English shirt, by the way. But like I said, if I'm you go to the back a lot of what we've done on the current blue, uh, yeah, that's, I think. That, yeah, that's true. Um, um, but yeah, we'll uh, be back at some point next week. There's a pre-season friendly tomorrow, if anyone cares. <laughs> We've got Bristol <laughs> City. Um, we'll do something after that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Uh, the next podcast we do is probably going to be a new contract or Grudis is gone, hasn't it? I've thought this is the last way yeah. this goes next. What do we do in the meantime? Do we do we say this is the last word on Grealish apart from yeah, the Q and A's? I, I'm a, I'm a little bit bored of the whole situation now. I, do, I, think I do just want it resolved either way. I can't yeah, keep think about, talking think about, about it. the viewing figures before we commit ourselves to that. You know, <laughs> I've still got yeah. some more words on him if, if needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Not not for today though, because it's bloody boiling here again. So we'll call it a day there. Thank you, Matt, for showing your face. Um, do appreciate it. So right, Cheers, I'm going to go and spend 25 quid on a pork sandwich now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you so. do you. Uh, thanks, James, for your time, as always. I'm a day Cheers. off as well, so fair play to you. Thanks for that. We have to do it, don't we? have to speak about Jack Grealish and uh, the big important news that he might might stay on. Might yeah, go he's, like, he's, <laughs> he's staying anyway. Let's just forget yeah, it. Oh, come on, anyway. I need, I need something to eat. Yeah, um, let's go. Thank you very much for watching this podcast. Leave your comments in the in the YouTube section of the comments bit down below. Oh, it's a ramble. Forget it. Let's go. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.